In June of 2021, an American scientist named Jesse Bloom approached the heads of the National Institutes of Health with startling information. He had discovered a series of deleted viral sequences which appeared to prove that the COVID-19 outbreak started earlier than reported by Chinese authorities. His findings also meant that the outbreak could not have originated at the Huanan seafood market in Wuhan, which remains the favorite theory of natural origin proponents. But when Bloom presented his data to NIH heads Francis Collins and Anthony Fauci, along with Fauci-funded scientists Christian Anderson and Robert Gary, Bloom was subjected to intense pressure to remove his findings from the public sphere. Immediately after the meeting with Bloom, Collins and Fauci embarked on a mission to suppress Bloom's findings. Hi everyone and welcome to Truth Over News with Jeff Carlson and Hans Manke. Proponents of the natural origin theory for the emergence of COVID-19 frequently point to the Huanan seafood market in downtown Wuhan as the source of the outbreak. Christian Anderson, a Fauci-funded scientist who's been at the forefront of the relentless push of a natural origin narrative, recently attempted to reestablish his narrative that the market was the epicenter of the pandemic. Predictably, the New York Times and other corporate media outlets immediately gave him front-page coverage. Anderson's claim places the origin of the pandemic in December 2019. But this start date for the pandemic is much later than other evidence suggests, including earlier reports of sick patients and a severe flu-like illness spreading in Wuhan in October 2019. There's also additional hard scientific evidence that places the start of the outbreak earlier than December. That evidence was uncovered by Seattle-based scientist Jesse Bloom, who in 2021 unearthed deleted NIH sequences that were still fortunately archived on Google Cloud. In a sequence of posts in March and June of 2020, a Chinese scientist from the University of Wuhan submitted viral sequences to the National Institutes of Health database. Those sequences appeared to prove that the prevalent narrative surrounding the COVID-19 outbreak was entirely wrong. The outbreak had started earlier than what had been reported by the Chinese Communist Party authorities. However, this same Chinese scientist, likely under intense pressure from the CCP, later persuaded the NIH to delete those same sequences that he had previously uploaded. Why the NIH would agree to delete crucial viral sequences is a story unto itself, and one that would have long-lasting ramifications for not only our country, but also for the entire world. The subsequent actions taken by the NIH strongly indicate that disclosure of the deletion was something the heads of the NIH, Collins and Fauci, wanted to avoid. The sequences had been uploaded to the NIH's sequence read archive in 2020. They were later deleted at the behest of the Chinese national who uploaded them. Crucially, those sequences showed the existence of an earlier A lineage of the COVID-19 virus which predated samples from people who got sick at the market in December of 2019. When Bloom discovered these sequences, 
he contacted the heads of the NIH, including Collins and Fauci. Bloom now says he knew his discovery was going to be controversial and that he had reached out to Collins and Fauci because he wanted to both alert the NIH as well as explore avenues for cooperation with the NIH, in particular on uncovering additional deleted sequences from at least two other Chinese researchers which might shed additional light on the origins of the pandemic. But Bloom miscalculated politically. The people running the NIH had no interest in uncovering the true origins of the pandemic. They were already fully involved in an intricate cover-up of the outbreak, a cover-up that had started with a secret teleconference organized by Collins and Fauci on February 1st, 2020. In the weeks leading up to that conference call, Dr. Robert Redfield, a virologist and the director of the CDC, had urged Fauci to investigate the lab leak theory along with the natural origin hypothesis. For his efforts, Redford was excluded from any ensuing discussions, including the February 1st conference call, learning only later that they'd even occurred. Bloom contacted the NIH heads on a Friday night. The response was swift. By 10 p.m., he got a reply from Collins, who feigned surprise, claiming that Bloom's discovery appeared to be intriguing. At 5 a.m. that following morning, NIH Director of the National Library of Medicine, Patty Brennan, emailed a number of NIH staff, including Fauci, to say that she had just spoken to Collins and Steve Sherry, the head of NIH's National Center for Biotechnology Information, about the Bloom situation. Meanwhile, Collins went about setting up a conference call for the following day, Sunday, June 20th, 2021. Collins made sure to include both Fauci and Deputy NIH Director Lawrence Tabak. Two other men were also invited to the meeting, Christian Anderson and Robert Gary, two Fauci-funded scientists who had been actively promoting the natural origin theory at Fauci's behest. The urgency of the meeting, established by the highest official within the NIH, is a testament to the serious nature of the problem that Bloom's discovery presented to the NIH. The meeting did not go well. According to notes taken by Bloom, Fauci-funded scientist Anderson pushed back very hard against Bloom, pressuring him to withdraw the paper detailing his discovery. Gary applied pressure as well. Bloom's notes, which he recently published online, are also backed up by the accounts of two other scientists who accompanied him on the call. During the call, Anderson claimed that he was a screener at the preprint server and that he personally had access to papers that weren't yet made public. Incredibly, Anderson suggested that he could entirely delete Bloom's preprint or revise it in a way that would leave no record that this had been done. Anderson was effectively proposing to cover up the entire affair so that there would be no trace left of Bloom's discovery. Anderson also told Bloom that since it was the Chinese scientist who had requested that the sequences be deleted, it was unethical for Bloom to continue investigating them. Anderson also aggressively disputed the significance of Bloom's findings, claiming that there was nothing unusual about the early genomic sequences in Wuhan, and cited this as a reason not to publish them. 
Lastly, Anderson claimed that he and other NIH-affiliated scientists were already the subject of significant public criticism, and he said that Bloom's paper would create new negative attention for himself and others. He also said that that was a reason not to publish Bloom's findings. Anderson's outburst and his justifications seem overly strident, and they reek of desperation. Why would the NIH not let the public and the scientific community at large decide whether the sequences are significant? It was Anderson's proposal to make Bloom's paper vanish that caused Collins and Fauci to distance themselves from Anderson on the call. While Fauci and Collins no doubt shared Anderson's desire to get rid of the problem, neither man wanted to be directly associated with the deliberate disappearance of a scientific study that did not agree with their own narrative. The recently released emails also show that Collins was worried about Freedom of Information Act requests in relation to the NIH's interaction with Bloom, as well as the deleted sequences. In a highly unusual move, Collins himself would have the final say before anything was sent to anyone who requested any emails. Bloom had already indicated on the call that he would go ahead with publication. Fauci and Collins both recognized that there was nothing they could do to stop him on that front, but there were other ways by which they could thwart Bloom, specifically to ensure that he would not get any additional data from the NIH. During the call, Bloom had noted that aside from the two sequences deleted at the behest of the Chinese scientist, there were other early COVID-19 sequences from Chinese researchers that had been deleted by the NIH. Of course, it was Bloom's naive assumption that the NIH was interested in uncovering those sequences that had led him to contact Collins and Fauci in the first place. In the following months, Bloom attempted to gain access to those sequences, but he was repeatedly rebuffed. In October 2021, Steve Sherry, the head of NIH's National Center for Biotechnology Information, replied to a request from Bloom, claiming that when the data are withdrawn from the database, the status does not permit use for further analysis. Sherry told Bloom that we're unable to collaborate with you to perform the analysis you've suggested. The NIH also lied to the media about the deleted sequences. In a response to a Washington Post inquiry, the NIH claimed that other than the deletions that came through the request of the one Chinese researcher, the only other deleted submissions came from standard withdrawals from scientists within the United States. After Bloom read the story, he pointed out to Sherry that the NIH statement to the Washington Post was not true, as there were at least two additional Chinese submissions that were also deleted by the NIH. Bloom never received a reply from Sherry or from the NIH. Earlier this year, Bloom again asked Sherry to disclose the missing sequences from the other two Chinese researchers. And he also asked Sherry to correct the NIH's false statement that all of the other deleted submissions had originated from the United States. Sherry once again did not address Bloom's request, stating only that the NIH's position had not changed since their last correspondence. This deeply troubling sequence of events casts yet another huge shadow on the NIH and on its management. 
we already knew a great deal about the NIH's concerted efforts to promote a natural origin narrative and to shape the outcome of the proximal origin paper that was used to establish that narrative with the public. Why did the NIH willingly delete vital data on COVID-19 at the behest of a Chinese scientist, particularly when they had to know this request was originating with the Chinese Communist Party? Why did Collins and Fauci allow Anderson to intimidate Bloom on the call? Why did the NIH lie to the Washington Post? Why has the NIH ignored repeated requests to correct that lie? And why are Fauci and Collins as heads of the NIH continuing to cover up critical data that would help trace the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic? The bottom line is that NIH management is irredeemably corrupt. Nothing short of full-scale clear-out of NIH management, top to bottom, will fix the problem. Once that's done, the NIH must hand over all data it has, including early sequences from China for public scrutiny. As we have said many times on this show, the answers to the origin question no longer reside only in China. They can be found right here in the United States. Unfortunately, the United States government has been covering up the data just as the Chinese government has. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Truth Over News. Real investigations, real analysis, no narratives.